Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Welcome to episode 62 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. And today we welcome our special guest, Larry Kemp. Uh, Larry is a managing partner of PRS Consulting and uh, is one of our speakers at our Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminar and does a lot of consulting around. And today we wanted to really dive a little deeper into physician compensation, both in the private practice and the hospital system. And so what we wanted to do is let Larry kind of give a little uh, report, kind of how it is and share a little bit of more information on that. And then uh, we're going to have a discussion on, uh, on the compensation. So with that, Larry, I'm going to turn it over to you and, and welcome. And thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Scott, again, thank you so much for the introduction. And again, hello to everyone out there and welcome to today's broadcast. As the title says, it's targeted for physicians and practice leaders, i.e. administrators, CEOs, COOs, those folks who are involved in the compensation plans. Both Mark and I will be highlighting what we are seeing in multiple practices over the, over the last 18, 24 months, some key hurdles they're experiencing, and also kind of share with you what we're seeing work, working and core concerns and what's not working so much and some of the, uh, the landmines out there. And let's be fair here. We're talking about money, how you're paid. Now, to be fair, this year more than ever, medical practices are requiring critical data-driven insights as they look into normalizing the ongoing impact of the COVID-19 issues, physician compensation, and the supporting productivity which drives practice revenues. Key here is money to come back. And one of the things that's it's interesting is the future is determined by how we deal with reality. Those of us have survived the last 14, 18 months have done well. Congratulations. And it defines where we are and where we need to be. This is what we're talking about now. Compensation plans need to be looked at periodically. And again, as I'm fond of saying, wishing or hoping things are different is not a plan. So to start with, we're going to briefly review some key points and how you can move smoothly forward as a team. Two key words here, forward and team, <laughs> and with adjusting to physician compensation. And again, to be fair, for many, this is not an easy topic. And successful communications and clear data are essential for success. The key is we're seeing across the board is good communications, access to good data, which, by the way, clear data can make a convincing argument. And we'll talk about that here a little bit more. Why change is needed? Is your practice aligned with current practice data and goals? Uh, are things changed? Why planning ahead is necessary? You know, by staying ahead of the curve, you'll improve group cohesion and define goals. What I'm talking about here is those group meetings you have to define where you're going in the future forces you to play well together eventually and listen to other people's views. And as I'm fond of saying here, four or five heads or three heads are better than one start getting above that, it gets a little cloudy here. But again, having cohesive group work on defined goals is what we're talking about here. 
So Esther Cross says, when was the last time you reviewed your comp plans as a group? Was a new physician coming on board, partner departure, unprogrammed departure, illness, partner buyout, problems? You know, keep that in mind. Now is a good time to define the future based on reality. Looking at your compensation plan and your operating agreement should be on the short list. It was successful for a long time. It may not be the same as what you need going forward. So again, briefly, in the short time we have, we're going to touch on a few things here, and then we'll have time for discussion. Compensation plan, partnership track, specialists. If you have someone in, in, in inside the practice, you do internal referrals, you probably already have a mechanism to allow for compensation being moved over based on that specialist, whether it's IMRT, these type of things. Productivity, how are you gauging that? Do you have one physician? He or she may only want to work four days a week. Do you adjust that with maybe a 10 or 20% reduction? So you're probably already looking at a lot of these things. Again, integrating production with practice goals is imperative. It'll adjust your operating agreement, which spells out a lot of things, and your individual employment agreement, which spells out how you get paid, when you come and go, and any impact on recruiting and retention that may, may drive. Looking at these things now will save you a little bit of time, particularly if you're recruiting or you're having some ongoing issues of people moving on. And again, one last thing. All of these things can upset. The key here is there's a lot of moving pieces. These are difficult discussions to have. The best you can hope for when you're leading is, is to fill, state an open discussion backed up by your own data. Your data will make a convincing argument regardless of the topic. And one of the things I found very germane here, take your current compensation plan, same data for two years, and move it forward using your projected track and see what that looks like. And then take 5% off and see what it looks like too. Again, as I said, these should be aligned with your core values and culture and very important. And don't discount what's been working for you so far. It's not like you're starting from scratch. And I'll leave you with one before I transfer over here to Mark. Communication. Why change is needed, what needs adjusting, and why. And softly. Approach this very softly. One of the hardest things you're going to have as a practice leader is learning the art of listening. Everybody has a dog in this fight. It's how they get paid. Now, review it all and tie it together. I'm going to move over and transfer over to Mark. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Larry. You definitely brought up a few really good points overall. And, and uh, you know, ultimately – when um, one of the reasons that we wanted to address compensation across the board was some of the things we're seeing out there with different practices um, from practices who are thinking about or are being approached by private equity, which is happening to a lot of urology groups around the country. Um, you know, as, as you get into the numbers prepping for what a, uh, private equity firms going to look for in your practice, how they're going to um, analyze your practice. Um, th that takes a deep dive into all your numbers, both your income and your outflow. Um, and uh, so it, it really starts raising questions as people start digging deeper in those numbers as to, you know, what, what can we do better? What, what, we're, what are we doing right now that needs to change? 
And and the reason that translates back to compensation and, and where I've gotten several different questions across the board is when those private equity firms get to the point where they are providing an offer back to the practice, it often highlights some of the differences that the current compensation model has really created among the practice partners. Um, and and some of those uh, issues that are brought to the fore really don't align with what the vision was of everyone in the practice. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that Larry brought up in all of this is, is making sure that what your goal is and what everybody believes to be the goal of the practice um, really does align with how you've set up your compensation models. Um, you know, we, and we've seen multiple compensation models from the, you know, the standard um, eat what you treat, which I like better than my old phraseology of eat what you kill, but eat what you treat, um, essentially production-based. Um, and, um, and then secondarily, um, you've got your social, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, you've got kind of the shared compensation model where all the partners participate equally in the profits. And then you have everything from, from, a, from blended models to RVU to, you know, some salary, some shared uh, expense. So you've got a lot of different models that you can attack that compensation to keep all of your physicians who are your drivers of revenue um, and need to be motivated to and, and feel fairly treated across the board. Um, so, um, you know, there it's amazing what opens doors um, and which doors they open. And, you know, we always talk about traveling down rabbit holes and, and one question often leads to another. So um, when you look at all of the aspects that are out there and, and of course, um, uh, you've got to consider where your alignment is. And then the other group that drives a lot of compensation questions for us are those that are employed either by a big uh, system or a hospital. Um, we've gotten a lot of quest questions recently about benchmarking data. You know, a lot of folks use the MGMA um, as kind of a floor with bonuses above that for above salaries. Um, everybody's looking at what what is the impact of the RVU changes to the E&M codes going to do to that floor? Um, and, and how do you transition from 2020 to 2021 when you've got essentially a year's worth of data that really doesn't fit the model moving forward? So there's a lot of things that are up in the air relative to how groups work in the employed side and in the partnership side. And then the last thing I'll, I'll bring in in all of this, um, which we're starting to see not in every part of the country, but definitely in, in, in certain parts of the country, is outside pressure on compensation, meaning uh, a lot of payers are starting to pivot from the standard fully-on fee-for-service model to specialty caps or um, diagnosis-related payments or groups, group payments, groupers. Um, so it's it's not it's not one thing that's driving all these changes. It is multiple things that are really, um, I think, going to take practices 
a little bit of time and a little and and some effort to go back, take a look at where your goals are, um, and then really take a look at where your income's coming from and how, and then go back to your compensations plans and your compensation models, and and be willing to start over to to stare to tear it all up and start over. Um, it's it's a different system and a different world. And um, there, again, pressures from internal and external are affecting all of this, but all practices and actually a lot of them are, are talking to us about what can we do differently to really level set things and keep everybody reasonably happy or um, with all the pressure going forward, maybe it's reasonably unhappy um, with, with the way income's coming in and expenses are going up. <laughs> Righty, yep. Mark, uh, good, 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 uh, good points as always. You brought up two points I, I think are worth a, a few minutes of articulating. What works for the group is absolutely the, the catalyst for success, and there's absolutely no reason not to put everything on the table and begin a dialogue. As as Mark alluded to here, there's different things driving this, and most of these things are beyond your control. But what you can control is how you inter interact with your partners and what how your practice runs. So don't don't give up in earnest on these things. Everything is doable for those that get started. That's what most things in life. Getting started, looking at your operating agreement, your employment agreement, some of your new people coming in from the payers and, and digesting these type of things. So don't be shy about this. And if you need some help, to be fair, we offer real time experiences and lessons learned to better define and adjust your compensation frameworks. Okay. Uh, one solution is not going to fit all. So optimal solutions for your practice are going to be designed and defined by you. And let's be clear, we are now in a transformational period and the basic back business maximum re always remains true. Your practice must be profitable. Your practice must pay partners. Your practice must pay operating bills. And in order to be successful and sustainable, you must grow and prosper. Sounds simple. As always with money, specifically how we are paid, the core concerns are in the details. So keep this simple. And if you need some help, don't. First step I would recommend is you join us for the upcoming August 19th. Uh, we have an hour and a half seminar set up for uh, physicians to find for and to be on our website with more details. So again, if we can help in any way, let us know. One of the things we, uh, um, we want to make sure that we've got in, in, in this overall discussion um, is a little input from, from everyone. And, and when we get together on our webcasts and our compensation groups, a big piece of all of this that the administrators and the physician participants um, tend to get is, is interaction with others. Um, and, you know, Scott has done a great job over the years of helping facilitate these uh, different programs um, and how they work. And he'll be joining us uh, as well on these programs. And, of course, we've got Ray's experience um, to jump in um, with all this so that we can, you know, balance out some of our, you know, more direct approaches and everything with the networking and perspectives um, that we we're seeing across the board. So I, I think it's, it'll be a good, it'll be a great program and a good place to get you started and really start thinking about some of the different aspects of, 
you know, how do you deal with maybe one of your partners who's working hard or as hard as they can and working the same days as everybody else, but at the same time, just they can't generate the same amount of revenue. Maybe that's because of their patient mix or their subspecialization. How do you compensate those issues are tough discussions across the board. And Scott, you've been getting some feedback from different groups. Um, what 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 issues you are you seeing across the board? So you know, it's interesting that uh, that that you asked that because we've been looking at uh, you know look kind of down in the in the weeds, if you will, in practices. And um, you know, one of the things that's really impacting the uh, the reimbursement side of things is, you know, when, when we go out and ask the question of um, just basic information within a practice and coders, when they're getting information from providers, you know, they're not able to submit the, the clean claims right off the bat. And so, so we, when we're asking those questions, a lot of it, you know, when you look at overall compensation, that those little things impact the compensation you know, urologists can really define what you want to treat and how you want to treat it. But what we're seeing is the actual mechanics of the practice is maybe what's slowing the compensation down and the teamwork and those things. So, so it's a, it's a good to know a lot of the data and the, you know, what you, where you are, but it's also, I think kind of a step back to say what, and and what Mark and Larry were alluding to is, what do you want, and how much do you want to work to get there, and then you got to kind of build your practice within that scenario. So that's that's kind of what we're seeing on the the data side of things. There's a lot of uh, just a just a lot of inefficiencies in the actual practice that's impacting the compensation. Yeah. So. And I, and I think you alluded to, but didn't actually say the word, communication is key. Yes. Um, and all that stuff that, that, that's going forward. And, and, and it's, you know, it is communication top to bottom. And when you look at, at compensation and kind of where everybody wants to go, communicating that directive amongst the partners is key so that you get all the compensation lined up appropriately. But ultimately with your staff, You've got to be able to run through and and make that execution work. So it it really is communication top to bottom, and it does start with planning and understanding the the in a way you've got to you've got to set the shape of the practice, and then within it figure out how to get there. And that's where that really long term planning, long term goal comes into play, and understanding how everybody's going to be compensated for for pulling that boat down the same place and moving down the same road is, is key. When you're doing these things, if you're taking lead on this softly, move softly, talk to people before you have meetings, get your communication and get your data together. So there's no surprises. The last thing you need is a shouting contest in a room to start the dialogue. And, and uh, we've seen that before. So do your homework Talk to your folks. You know them. You know them. You work with them. You know where the soft spots and the pressure points are. So use those to help influence the, the end goal, which is to arrive at something that benefits the group. And again, as I, I'm fond of saying, sometimes these things are equally unfair to everyone. Ray, I know you had something that you wanted to end. 
Well, as, as you've been talking, there are two key points, I think, that you're making. Uh, first, as, as Mark was talking about the new ways of paying for services, uh, capitation that's coming in strong in some areas of the country, and uh, as well as private equity making some changes in the way things go why it is important to take a look at the changes and be sure that you're changing with it. When I look back at uh, when I started practice, there's been a huge change. And if you look at when you started practice, there's been changes for those of you that have been in practice for 10 years or more, significant. And just think of what's going to happen in the future. Be prepared. Uh, things are not like they used to be. And the other point, as Larry was making, you got to pay everybody and keep everybody happy. Because as, as we've alluded to, there's a lot of options this day and time. And if somebody's unhappy in your practice, guess what? They have lots of options to do other things. So communicating and be sure in that everybody is being appropriately compensated uh, within the group and being sure that you keep each other happy is important. Team, 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 without a doubt. <laughs> yes, the, the common theme, one of those common themes. Very well put. Team, team, teams win. All right. Well, with that, I'm going to uh, – do a little housekeeping, then we'll go around the horn for final thoughts and uh, wrap this thing up. Um, once again, Larry mentioned that uh, on August 19th, we're having a, a webinar discussion on compensation, and we'd love for you to join us. If you want uh, more information on this, it's going to be about an hour and a half program, and Larry and Mark will be our key presenters, and again, I'll be moderating that. And uh, we invite you to come join us. There's information. I'll put it in episode 62. So if you go to prsnetwork.com forward slash 062, uh, you can access the information on how to register for that program. And we highly encourage you to come join it, join the discussion, hear from others how uh, their compensation is going as well. So we want to really encourage that that dialogue and then dive deep into that uh, discussion. So that'll be on the episode page. Also, I will uh, include a way to contact Larry. If you have any questions for Larry, we'll include his information on the episode page as well. Um, again, you can always ask questions on the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Group. It's uh, free to ask questions, and, and you can uh, find links to register for that. Once again, prsnetwork.com forward slash 062. All right. With that, uh, final thoughts. Uh, let's start with... Uh, Ray, final thoughts? Uh, nope. I think that uh, this is an important topic that has to be uh, understood and dealt with. Larry, anything, uh, any final comments? Uh, I, I agree with Ray. Uh, avoiding discussions about money is, is a fool's errand. These things should be put on the table and dealt with one way or the other. And uh, I think this uh, framework we laid out is, is a good start. Very good. And Mark? 
Yeah, so the the last thing I'll add on all this stuff is, you know, your practice structure across the board is very important in these discussions. Um, and, you know, if, if you really are a, a, a completely physician-run organization, then, you know, your physicians all have to talk amongst themselves to make sure things are going on. But if you've got some administrative staff, CEOs, CFOs, COOs involved in in the process of executing compensation models, um, then you want to broaden your team in that discussion. So um, don't be uh, don't be exclusive. Be more inclusive. Um, you can get more from more people and better ideas and all of this. So um, I would encourage you if you're dealing with meetings in compensation that you. You, you 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 choose your group wisely, but make it more inclusive than you might think right off the bat. I know it's money. I know it's tight. I know it's a, a, a tough subject to address. Um, but in the end, um, there aren't many secrets in a medical practice as to who makes what and where money goes and how money comes in. Um, so again, um, make sure you bring the right people to the table. Um, and, and I would encourage the same for the participation in the meeting. It really is you know, about bringing together the right people, administrators, um, from CEOs to office managers to physicians to really share ideas um, and get some information and share what we're seeing out there. So um, make sure you got the right group at the table and everybody's got a an open mind, uh, open ears, and not just an open mouth. <laughs> All right. Well said. All right. With that, we'll wrap it up. Take us out, Ray. Happy coding. Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label, the juicery. <laughs>